You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. The Society is a Smart Show with Too Many Dumb Teens by Jason Parham In an early episode of The Society, Netflix's new YA drama about power and privilege in a socialist, adultless future, a group of teens gather to play a game of fugitive. They split into two teams, each with a specific but precise role. The enforcers are tasked with catching the fugitives, and fugitives must do whatever they can to elude detainment. Many of the town's rich kids promptly elect themselves as enforcers, with almost all of the less fortunate townies regarded as targets of capture. Before long, anarchy erupts. Fugitives are seized, and enforcers revel in their sovereignty, drunk on power. The scene, just as many others are, is emblematic of the cardinal friction that undergrids the ten-episode series from showrunner Christopher Kaiser. To anchor control, you've got to enforce order. Not surprisingly, order doesn't come easy in West Ham. There are no adults. Food is in limited supply and it's unclear how long resources, like water and electricity, will last. There's no internet or TV. And contact with outside the town's borders is impossible. The world doesn't just turn upside down without a reason, class president Cassandra Rachel Keller theorizes. We're not in some play within a play. Clever is not the same thing as true. There is a point to everything. There are answers. But what if there aren't? A less-than-savvy remix on the classic 1954 novel Lord of the Flies, with echoes of teen pulp engines Riverdale and Degrassi, the society is a moderately engaging YA soap. The show, which hit Netflix today, focuses on a group of high schoolers, 200 to be exact, who go on a weekend trip but when the weather proves too disastrous, are returned home the same night. Only, it's not home. They've been transported to a town that, in every way, looks like the manicured New England suburbia they grew in, but isn't. Speculation as to where they are, and why they've been brought to what they eventually designate as New Ham, runs the gamut. Maybe they're in hell, or the Matrix. Perhaps it's some parallel universe, or possibly a dream. Maybe this is some elaborate effing game, one kid suggests. Like someone built an exact replica of our town and and put it in the middle of nowhere. Sam, Sean Birdie, who is deaf and gay and has a bigger heart than most of the other characters on the show, proposes one possibly grim reality. What if there is no why? 
What if it just is? When a group of students suggests driving to the next town over, they discover all exits out of Newham have been blocked by dense, impassable woods that go on forever. The series plays out like a torturous game of Clue. There are signs all around, yet nothing adds up. For Will, Jock Coleman, the lone biracial kid who's lived in six foster homes over two years, the predicament is as plain as the grass is green. We're all orphans now. But it's Helena, Natasha Lou Bordizo, who early on is the only person able to understand the true heart of their dilemma. The only thing I know for sure is that we can control ourselves. What we do. One of the show's smarter instincts is to not dwell on the why, and instead excavate the consequences of its supernatural occurrence. What happens when there are no adults to govern? Who gets to make the rules, then? The material is prime for Kaiser 2, who co-created the mid-90s Fox drama Party of Five, which also concerned itself with the toll of abandonment. By the third episode, Newham begins to find order. Rules and roles are established, but cracks remain. Shared duties, like food prep for communal meals, trash pickup, and town repairs, don't rest well with those who come from privilege and never had to work to survive. Still, as much as the society looks to Lord of the Flies, it is not entirely preoccupied with nostalgia. It wants to be its own thing even as it gets mired in trite platitudes. At one point, after a night of anarchy, Cassandra remarks, If we don't do something, male testosterone is going to be the end of us. Which, sure, okay, but there's more to it than that. The show leans too heavily into flat, cookie-cutter stereotypes. The jock bros, the smug rich kid, the virgin Christian girl, the elementary Me Too rhetoric. You can feel the series wanting to be smarter than it actually is. It's ambitious, but unsuccessful in this regard. Fundamentally, the problem of the society is this. It presents a complex theory and proposes to solve it with a less-than-complex carousel of characters. There are bright spots. For me, the joy in watching the society is how well it was able to underpin suspense. The tensions hold, even when the plot drags, and become central to the show's core understanding. The result is a study in human nature, an occasionally tasty blend of teen pulp and social science. Somewhere just below the surface of any given scene, revelation creeps, waiting to combust. It doesn't often happen, but when it does, the payoff is worth the slog. Still, it's an intensely entertaining drama about the vortex of power and influence. Underneath all the clutter of Netflix programming, the society has worthy themes that merit fresh eyes. The good of the collective versus that of the individual. The grip of female leadership. The pains of depression and gun violence. Sharply enough, its power dynamics are rooted as much in class as they are in gender, and how those two social constructs intersect prove to be some of the show's most alluring bits. Equipped with just the right amount of resources, the society asks, is a socialist utopia possible, or are all governments ultimately doomed for failure? Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.